Hey everybody, welcome to the In All Things podcast. It's time to see God in everything. We're inviting you in to a live live edition of our In All Things podcast. So those of you that don't know, we record a weekly podcast here at our church with our staff. And it's called In All Things because we talk about everything and we talk about how we can see God working in all things, in our personal lives, in our church, in our world. And so if you've been here for a little bit, you may have known that the last two years, around this same time of the year, we've done a live podcast on stage with just Mitch and I answering questions that we have fielded from you, the church congregation. But today we thought, let's do something different. Let's bring all four of us up here and let's have a conversation together. And let's, let's talk about the last series that we just finished this month of October called Dinner with Jesus. And so what we're doing today is we're taking that conversation deeper. We're taking those sermons and those ideas a little bit deeper and talking about how we can apply what Jesus did in our lives today in 2023. So in the 930 service, we recorded part one of the podcast. It's separate from this one, but it's the same idea, but we went a different direction than we're going with this one. So what we're saying is if you enjoy the next 30 minutes later this week, go back online and listen to part one which we recorded at 9.30. So Mitch is going to lead our conversation, but before he does that, Christy is going to start with an icebreaker that could be fun. It was fun first. It was fun. It was, yes. Okay, so trying to keep in the theme of dinner and all the things, if you go out to dinner at a restaurant and your food comes, and maybe your hamburger is not cooked all the way or your french fries are cold, are you going to send it back or are you going to suck it up and eat it? 10,000% it's going back. Man, in the day and age of like tipping culture, and they want tips for everything that you know. Yeah, it's going back. You got to do it right. So it's not going You're back. You're not going back. <laughs> I will suffer, and I will eat, and I will probably still tip them twenty percent because it's not their fault. It's the kitchen's fault. It's not the server's fault. No, nobody in the room. Okay, it's got not, it. I'll eat they, it. They know what you ordered, and they brought it out anyway. Wrong. I don't. I think both things can be accomplished. I would. If it depends on what it is. It depends on if it's your main thing. And I mean, if it's undercooked and you're going to get sick from it and you paid 15, 20 bucks for it, there's a point there, right? Now, sometimes people are extra, extra picky. <laughs> but I think, you know, you give your server a chance to fix it for you and you do it in a polite way. I don't think you have to be rude. You don't have to be a jerk. But I would, depending on what it is and how much I'm paying for it, definitely think it's appropriate. But then also, if they handle it well, tip them well, Jared. Um, so... What do you do? What I do was, do? hey, disclaimer, I, I served I tables I for a long time. Okay. I know okay. how difficult that industry yes. is, but and you take, served, take some I pride in your work. Yeah. So all of us up here have been servers that leads to yeah. ministry one day. Here I'm sending mine back. Um, I'm picky, but I'm not mad. Like, I'm not mad about it. Just bring me it correct. And, like, I don't eat things like french fries very often. So if I do, I want them to be hot. They need to be worth the calories. And it better not have blue cheese on it, right? It better not have blue cheese on it. It is funny, we go out to lunch as a staff often, and whenever Christy orders, not whenever, but sometimes when Christy orders, it's like, I'll take this, but without basically everything on it, can you add this instead and then do it completely different? I'll take that. And the server's like, yeah, we'll do that. Um, So it's kind of funny. But um, yeah, so kind of like Steve said, uh, we wanted to do something different this year. This is the third time we've done a live podcast, usually around this time of year, actually every year. Um, And so part one was at 9.30. Part two is going to be right here, but we're kind of playing off of the whole month of October. We've been in this series, uh, Dinner with Jesus. We've been talking about how Jesus 
um, had meals with intentionality. Jesus had meals with a purpose. Uh, and whether it be something, you know, somebody tried to throw him off and he leveraged that situation or he was found eating with people that you wouldn't expect him to be eating with, um, he always had meals with a purpose. And so we've kind of been challenging this idea of how do we actually do that. And so the first service, um, we kind of got into a lot of different things, but um, kind of this whole idea of um, you, you need to be inconvenienced uh, for the sake of your relationships and the sake of your friendships. Um, and uh, back in Bible times, Jesus' day, um, having a meal with somebody, hosting a meal for somebody was very inconvenient, and we've lost that in the world that we live in. We want it to be quick. We want it to be rushed. We want it to, you know, to just move on to the different things. And so if that interests you whatsoever, uh, if this is any good, we encourage you to go back and listen to that. But for this part, and also just to let everybody know what just happened. Um, Josiah has written four different words or phrases on these index cards. We're all going to take one, and at some point in our conversation this morning, we're going to, oh, she didn't like it. Uh, we're going to try to work in, we're going to try to work in um, what he has written for us. So. I had the worst one for service. It was awful. You had a hard one for I service. I stressed That's the true. whole service about it. Oh my gosh. Okay, um, so... This morning, uh, for the second part, we're going to kind of shift gears a little bit, and I want to, the main thing I want to talk about, I thought it'd be interesting if we could kind of play off, is this whole idea that in the world that we're living in, um, there's this tension of we're being told that we are more connected than we've ever been. You've probably heard that to some degree based on technology, based on how things are, you know, progressing with social media and whatnot. We are in the most connected generation, the most connected this world has ever been, and at the same time... Um, you know, the rates and the statistics of depression, of loneliness, of suicide, all of those are going up. And so I thought it would be interesting for us to take a little bit of time here this morning to talk about the tension between those two things. And as Christ followers, as Christians, we are called to community. We're called to do life with other people. But so how do we do that? How, what does it look like in the most connected we've ever been um, how do we get out of this, these feelings of loneliness, these feelings of you know, quick, easy, convenient um, relationships that are being sold to us? So that's kind of what, where we're going to go. Um, and just so you guys know, if you listen or watch the podcast, one of the things that people love is that uh, this is unscripted, this is unplanned, uh, and that's true for this morning too. I kind of gave them an overview of the overarching theme of where we're going to go, but they don't know uh, what's going to happen. So they're in this with you. This could, this could be terrible, okay? And if that's okay, uh, if that happens, we ask for forgiveness. But if it's good, um, then yeah, uh, that's good too. Um, so um, would you guys agree, disagree that, um, you know, that the, the, the way it's portrayed is that we're more connected than ever before, but uh, we're actually more often than not uh, really lonely in the world that we live in? Uh, obviously, we are more connected through social media. I shared in the first service about seeing a friend that I hadn't seen in years, uh, one of my best friends from when I was in my 20s. And just a few weeks ago, we got to have a two and a half hour lunch. And the things we didn't talk about were what are, what's going on with a lot of our family because we have Facebook and we already know. It's kind of weird. You used to catch up with people by talking about those things, and now you already know those things. But what we did was talk more about, you know, personal stuff, what's going on in our lives as we're both now 50-year-old men instead of 20-year-old men, and uh, some of the uh, things that we've both been experiencing as we get older, uh, what we think about some of the things going on in the world. It was really good. It was really deep, uh, great conversation. But I think to your point is um, in our daily lives, how many of us have meals where we're with people and we're like constantly scrolling on our phone? I know that we're going to talk about that here, but um, we 
the four of us and others on staff, we've had hundreds of meals together. So we've used those to really get to know each other. But there are, there are meals where we get our lunches and we're sitting in the office and all these guys are doing is saying, have you seen this video? And it's like we're showing each other videos on our phones, which is like some of you do at home, right? Um, but I think, you know, when we have a solid relationship already, that's one thing. But I think to your point, Mitch, and what, what you're getting at today is that um, there's a lot of people that want to be looked in the eye and listened to and talked to, and we're not doing that very well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would agree um, that Facebook is really good for like aunts and uncles and grandparents that you never get to see. It's like a big scrapbook. So if you go on a trip, you can post trips and your grandparents can see it. Um, so I think it's not all bad, but it just, it's such a habit to us. Um, my Bible study is actually doing a study right now and the whole first chapter was about putting away your phone and ask some hard questions. I asked all you guys the hardest questions about it and uh, how addicted we are to our phones. And then in turn, when you are having a meal with someone and you're always on your phone, like everything is at our fingertips. So like you can't have a conversation without like, oh, Mitch, who was that actor in Anchorman? And you can look it up on your phone right away. And so like you don't have to. We can have a whole conversation and you can never look it up. Yeah, Anchorman was so specific. I feel like you just had. Was that what that was? Yes. Wow. <laughs> you, you got well played, well played, well played, well played. Okay. Good job, good job. Wow, well done. You don't have to wait till the end like you did last service. I uh, just put a little bit of different of a spin on this topic because I feel like, like for me personally, I'm always like, if I don't know something, I have to know it and I have to learn about it. Like I'm like, I'm a learner. I'm a DIYer. Um, I like to, I, I just like to know a little bit about everything. And I think that that gets in the way um, a lot of times for me learning directly from people. And I think that those intentional conversations that you have with somebody, knowing that there's something about them that you can learn, um, I feel like I miss out on that a lot, something that I, that I struggle with. Um, and then um, just along the same, you know, along the dinner, having a meal line. So, I mean, I'm, I'm just as guilty as probably the worst person in, in this room at that. I mean, I, I always have my phone. Um, and I think a lot of that, uh, unfortunately, comes um, with my addiction to sports. And, like, uh, when we're eating dinner as a family at home, if I have to leave the, the game, you know, to go to the table or whatever, I'm like, oh, got, you know, sports center on my phone, just taking a peek every once in a while. Um, but I miss out on, you know, that constant uh, mode of connectivity with my family when I'm like that. So definitely a, a, an area of growth in my life. So, Yeah, I think maybe, um, you know, as we kind of start and get into some of this, I think maybe pros and cons of the social media world we live in would be a good place to start. Um, you know, what are, what are some of the benefits that come with being able to look stuff up? Um, and then obviously, you know, we'll probably spend some time on the cons of what it does to our actual relationships. But benefits, right, like you just said, um, you can learn a lot and, and you can cheat yourself a lot, maybe more than ever before. Like this is the YouTube world that we live in, um, you know, where you can kind of just, yeah, I know you do that a lot, where it's like, I don't know how to do this project. Or I don't know how to, to get this thing done. And you can just look it up. And so there is benefits to um, technology. I don't know if you guys have any other pros, um, but Good. all right, I'll go ahead. Uh, I would I would say um, just the ability to stay connected to um, culture. So like you know, being able to have intentional conversations with those outside of you know our own bubble because we know what's going on in the world in their life um you know we can keep up with with the trend you know i'm not the most stylistic person i look around 
you know, I see, you, you know, some of you guys I mean, know. Like, look at Mitch. He's swag. Yeah, Josiah always He's has. Swag, uh, swagging out today, isn't he? Josiah is always sporting a, a fresh a fresh fit. And, like, I'm just kind of here, like, you know, wearing, you know, the same old clothes I've been wearing for uh, 15 years. But, but I think that is definitely a pro. I, I mean, I think that being able to know what's going on. And, um, I mean, we've talked about this in the podcast before. But just being knowledgeable um, about the world and about what's happening i think specifically with social media because i think it gets the most like hate and a lot of times it should but when brock went through bone marrow transplant in 2014-15 i could not keep up with everyone on text i was always leaving someone out so i had this facebook page where every day i updated because i knew so many people were praying for him and wanted to know what's going on and i was just incapable of keeping up with everyone so it was a great place for me to stay connected that way so i don't think it's all bad i think that there's a lot of good in social media I think it's one of those things that, um, you know, it's good up until a point, right? It's a, it's a good thing that can very quickly become um, negative and dangerous. Like, I know for me, just speaking, you know, honestly, like, I, I've always, my whole life, had an insecurity with how smart I am. Um, and so I've always wrestled with, like, you know, I struggled in school. And, and so I've always just wanted to teach myself things. And so, you know, in the world we live in now, you know, I'm constantly listening to podcasts and doing things so that I can you know, kind of justify some of those things, but that can very quickly become negative. That's a good thing, but that can become negative because, and also this paired with, I'm, I'm generally, you know, an addictive person. If I'm going to do something, I'm going to go all in um, and I'll kind of get obsessed over, you know, what I'm watching or what I'm doing, what I'm listening to. And I can actually go so far that that takes away from, you know, face-to-face moments with people, whether it be at the office, whether it be at home, whatever. Um, and so it's one of those things that, that is good, right? And there is a lot of good that you can get from it, but there's so many negatives and pitfalls that you can, you know, or pit holes. What, what's the word? Pitfalls. Yep, that works. Um, that you can kind of, you know, wow. find yourself in. Um, and that, that's obviously the negative side to it. Um, and so here's a question. Um, when was the last time that you guys hung out with people with absolutely no agenda? When's the last time you did that? I have, a, I have that already. We had uh, some friends over for dinner. They ate at our house, good friends of ours. And they got there, mm, I don't know, 7. And they didn't leave till like midnight 30, 1230, which is late for me. I usually go to bed a little earlier. But it didn't feel like that. It was someone we hadn't really been able to connect with. And uh, like one of them had to leave to pick up their kid at some point, but the other one stayed. And then they came back. And it was just nice to have no agenda. We literally sat in the living room and just talked. Like I'm typically a big, like, let's play cards, let's play a game. But we didn't do any of that. We just sat and talked and caught up and hadn't done that with anyone really to that extent in a while so um for us not too long ago actually kind of cool story but we you know had had this night plan we're going over to a friend's house us and two other families and it just had turned out where one of the other families had just gone through like this you know big medical thing in their life and and it, it was cool because they needed that moment of connection and we needed that moment of connection with them um but there was no you know agenda other than you know trying to keep the kids wrangled and under control but yeah just a good time of eating eating pizza and hanging out and having fellowship and ministering to each other so I've um, traveled more in the last two months than I normally ever do about them. You know, it's been great. I've, my wife and I went on a, a trip together in September and we got to just talk about things we hadn't talked about in a long time, which was great. Um, so many meals together, sitting there across the table from each other and really like not having distraction. That was so good. Also got to travel with Jared and I went on a trip. Mitch and I went to a conference. I went to a conference with with Anthony and we were like in the car for six hours. So you go through your agenda of the things you, you know, like church stuff or anything like that. And then you just talk and it's like 
really refreshing to like talk with no purpose, but just to build relationship. And I think that's so important. And because we're talking about meals and some thought I just had before um, we were talking about social media, I think so many people use social media to, to give a false sense of healthy relationships. But they, like more time is taken to take pictures of them at a meal together or having a meal or the food than actual the conversation that goes on there. Like we want everybody to think, and I think there's a lot of people to hit to your issue of isolation and loneliness, people that are with people sometimes in a crowd and to get their picture taken, posting a picture on Instagram, but they're really not feeling connected to the people in that group. And I think that's where we're going with this a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, that's kind of where we're going to go this morning is maybe we can talk through some ways of how we actually get back to, you know, being known and being loved by, you know, community of people. And some of the steps are on us, right? So maybe you can talk through some of that. But, um, you know, let's start with this big question of why does community matter? Why does it matter to do life with other people? Um, you know, we can talk specifically as Christians or just as a human being. Why does it matter to be around other people? Well, God created us for relationships. We all know that. We, we sometimes, um, when we talk about our small groups, we look at Acts chapter 2, where the early church, where they gathered in homes and shared meals together every day. Can you imagine if we were doing that every day? It's hard to get to small group once a week for, for a lot of us. But the, the fact is, uh, we know that when we're all in small groups. When you're sitting in a circle with people and you like there's some snacks and the walls break down a little bit, you start to open up a little bit more and share. And I think we all know how important that is because God didn't design us to do life alone. I mean, you mentioned in the first service, I believe, iron sharpens iron. Proverbs 27, it's so important that we have other people in our lives like that that can speak into it. Yeah, and life is hard. Like, it is hard, and it's hard to do alone. Like, you need people around you that you know love you that can lift you up when you need lifted up, but also say you're being crazy when you're being crazy. So it's so important to do life with people and be able to, something maybe you've gone through, then someone else is going through that, and if you don't, like, help them and share your story, like, I feel like God wants you to use that, like, your, your bad things, your sad things, your all the things, your happy things, to help people get through things that they're going through, maybe like you, what you went through. Yeah, I would say that, um, you know, I mentioned this a couple weeks on our podcast, but I feel like for people like me who are um, even extremely or even mildly introverted, um, just being able to have connections with people outside of your own self um, is so therapeutic at times. Um, I know a lot of times when, for me as an introvert, if I lock up inside, um, that's those are the times where I start to dwell in my thoughts a little bit too much. But being able to have people that you trust, that you can connect with, um, is, is very purposeful. I think what, like Steve mentioned, um, the way that we are created, you know, in the image of God, um, it's, it's ingrained inside of us to want and desire relationships. Um, and I think that if, if people out there deny that, um, I think that there's some, there's some soul searching that needs to be done because I, I really do feel, um, and not only feel, but it, I mean, it's a biblical concept that we're created to be in relationship with one another. So, yeah, I, I always go back to the beginning of the Bible, Genesis one and two, right? God creates everything day after day and declares that it's all good. And then after, you know, God sees man working, he's got a purpose, he's naming animals, he's walking with God. And God sees that and says, mm, for the first time, something isn't good. And it was the fact that man was alone. So clearly God has, you know, a, a, a 
want and a desire, and he knows it's a need for us because that's how we were created um, to do life with other people. And I think, you know, in the world that we live in now, and it's, this is happening in this very room where you can come to a place like this, or you can be in a small group, and you can seemingly do the things that you need to do as a Christian and still feel like you're alone. And I think a big um, factor of that is we've become so consumer-minded. And so, right, like even if even on a Sunday morning, for those of you in here, it's like, man, they didn't do that song I liked. Or, man, you know, the, the sermon just doesn't exactly speak to me, so I'm, I'm just going to check out. Like, like, that's just kind of how it goes. And, and we've kind of become consumers because in the world of technology and social media, everything is geared towards what I want and what I like and, and you know how I interact with it. The algorithm that gets talked about a lot is literally designed to serve you what you want. Um, and so when we come into, you know, we have this whole idea of doing life with other people, the, imme- the immediate moment that it doesn't serve us or make us feel great, we're like, man, I could just get something similar to this on my phone. But we don't realize that it's making us maybe a lot more lonely and disconnected than we think. Yeah, because I believe that God uses people to speak to us. Like, you know, we all want to hear God say, like, Joe, this is what you should do. But not many of us hear that. So I think God uses people. And if you don't have those relationships, you're not really going to listen when it comes because it's going to be weird to you. Like, why would this person say that to me? But I, I feel like we're so busy and we don't slow down to even listen to God so much that we need to make sure we have the relationships. So at least if we're busy, we're in relationships with people that can speak to us maybe. Yeah, definitely. And we talked about this a lot in the first service, but it's not just relationships that serve you all the time and make you feel good. Um, You know, Jesus was the prime example of what we're using for a lot of this conversation. And he didn't just go around and tell his disciples that they're awesome all the time, right? Jesus spoke truth to them in love. And so we need relationships, um, you know, that that have that built into it too, where they're willing to tell us when we're crazy or we're wrong. And, And that's really healthy, right? But we have to be in a place where we have to be able to receive that and hear that and not just to be defensive and shut them out, right? Um, a couple weeks ago, or in our series with the students um, the, this past month, we've been really leaning into kind of the habits of a, a Christ follower. And one of the big ones we talked about was being in community and being in a community of believers. And, you know, the, the main point that we landed on was faith without that community has a very low ceiling on it. It has a cap that's a lot lower than it could be if you open yourself up to other people. Um, if I'm just trying to do life by myself and faith by myself and all my big questions and doubts that I have with God and I want to wrestle, like, and I just keep it to myself, it's, that's a really dangerous place to be. I think the enemy loves when you are alone because it's easier for him to pick you off. It's so easy for him to come up and get in your head and make things way worse than they actually are and make you feel alone and make you feel like you're terrible when you're by yourself. But when you have community that actually knows you and loves you, right, you can go to them and be like, hey, I'm struggling with this or I got this going on. Am I crazy? Am I way off? Am I, am I still a Christian? Like you can ask these big questions and you can have this kind of sounding board of community that's like, no, actually God can still use you and here's some things to kind of give you perspective. So I don't know. Any thoughts on that idea? Yeah, I would just add, you know, faith, our faith journey without any type of accountability, you know, will we'll show very little progress, right? I mean, it's not, it's just not possible for us um, in our sinful flesh um, to consume the word and be able to apply it to our hearts and to our daily routines without accountability, because we're always going to be falling off off the horse. Um, I just, you know, I think that um, in my life, whenever people can come to me and say, "Hey, you know, 
you shouldn't have said that that way, or maybe you shouldn't have said that at all, or maybe you should just shut up. Like those kind of people, you know, even though it hurts a little bit, man, there's such a blessing on you. And I feel like a lot of times we just, we discredit that because we're afraid that we're going to feel uncomfortable um, by that accountability. Any other thoughts on that idea? Yeah, I don't agree with you, but we're just um, like, Mitch and I are big people pleasers over here on this couch. You are a little bit. Um, but we want everyone to feel good and, you know, about themselves. And, you know, oh, you're, I love your shirt, which I really do. But also we need to have the relationship where we can, like you said, say that. And if you don't have the relationship and you just come up, and if I just say that to someone out here I don't know, they're going to look at me like, who are you to try to speak in my life? And so uh, forming those relationships and having that time, those conversations, so people can see who you are and see your heart, then that kind of gives you the the privilege to speak into someone's life. And we do that here among us. And we've oh, known do we? well enough to be able to be confrontational when necessary. And that's important, right? Because we want to help each other grow. And we don't do that to tear each other down. We do that to build each other up. And that's what we need friendships and relationships for. So to your point. Yeah. And I think, you know, going back to this whole idea of accountability too, um, you know, if we can just be maybe challenging for a moment. I think a lot of us, we say we want that. And a lot of us, you know, we, we hear it in a, in a sermon or, or some devotional we're reading. And we're like, man, that sounds so awesome to be held accountable or to hold others accountable. Um, but most of us, if we're being honest, the moment that that happens, um, we get really defensive and we write people off or we put distance between us and, and our friends or people that love us or spouses. Um, and and I, I think we need to do a better job at that of if you are a Christ follower, um, you know, other Christ followers have a right to hold you accountable and to challenge you and to push you. And if they see something, they have a right to speak into it. That's all very biblical. Uh, and so I, I think we, we come off like, oh, yeah, we want to be sharpened and we want to be pushed and we want to be challenged. Uh, but then a lot of times for most of us, the moment that that happens, um, we don't know what to do with it. And so we push back. And, and that could be a very big factor into this whole conversation of maybe why our, our community, our relationships, our friendships aren't as good as they could be. Uh, it's because we actually don't know how to receive and give accountability and, and structure maybe as well as we should. Um, and so um, this might stress the rest of you out. But for the last 10 minutes, I don't really have anything written down here um, because I think it's time for us to get applicable and get real of how we actually get into community where we are known, where we're loved, and where we're vulnerable and open and where life change actually happens. So whatever thoughts we can pull together here as we close, um, I think it would be good for us to end on some real takeaways for if we are in the room right now and we are feeling a little bit disconnected, a little bit lonely, and a little bit not sure what to do. You know, where do we actually go from here? So um, I thought maybe that would be how we end. So I don't know who wants to jump on that first or where we want to start, but that's how we're going to close this morning. I think we could, you can approach it from two ways. You can be the person that feels isolated right now in this room. Um, and man, I, we would encourage you to reach out to somebody that you know, that you came with even, that you can trust somebody you know here. Um, but I think if we're on the other end that we don't feel isolated, like I, I have a full life, so many friends, so many people that I love, that love me back. I feel that. Yet I know what it's like to sit at a lunch with somebody or at a dinner table and have them look at their phone and, and it hurts my feelings a little bit. Like I'm not important enough for you to give me eye contact. So we need to start giving that gift to others. And, and if you're feeling like you're not in the lonely, isolated category, understand there are tons of people around you that are and start reaching out and start, I, I was thinking of it this way, we punt all the time on the opportunities that are in front of us. Uh, facts, we have to eat. God made us that way. And so we're talking about meals. So don't punt on opportunities. Like 
I know multitasking is um, a god for some people, and it is a like a right. It's a thing we are proud of how well we can do so many things at the same time. But we multitask our relationships away sometimes, and like I think. We do things like work through lunch. I'm going to work through lunch. Sometimes you have to. I know some of your jobs, may it's better that way. You get home an hour earlier so you can watch TV and eat your meal and not talk to your family, right? Um, so, like, I mean, it's like, like eat lunch with somebody. Like, change it up. Once a week, I'm not going to work through lunch. I'm going to eat with somebody and talk to them. We punt on that. Um, we sometimes go through a drive through and eat while we're driving when we do actually have 30 minutes to go in and sit down. I enjoy sitting down and eating much more than eating while I'm driving. Um, we do things like that all the time. We, like we've talked about, watch TV and eat and sit there in front of the sofa, all those things that we do. And I think we just keep punting away opportunities. And we only get so much. It's like, but every day we eat and we, we, we're just wasting that chance to use it in a way that can build somebody up and in turn will build us up. Um, I would just add real quick, Mitch, to your thought about... Um about listening and, and who we are. Obviously, obviously we know, you know, in scripture, countless times talks about, you know, being slow to speak and, and being quick to listen. But I think to add to the point about those that feel isolated, uh, maybe alone, um, a lot of those people feel like they might have their, their voice taken away from them, you know, through either like severe stress or through an abusive relationship they're in or something that they've dealt with in the past, you know, a traumatic something. Um, and so our ability to stop and just let people know that we're willing to listen in those relationships and in those accountability settings, I think is so valuable because I, uh, I would, I would, venture to say that a lot of people just don't feel like they have a voice to speak and because there's nobody to listen to them. And I think us as Christians and believers, especially within the community of the church, that's our responsibility to listen to each other. And, um, and through that listening, we're learning and we're correcting one another and we're sharpening one another. I think practically speaking, I'm a planner, I'm a doer, I'll schedule our life away. Um, I feel like have people over to your house. I think that's important. You can go to dinner, and that's great, and some people love that because there's the end time, like, okay, we're going to go to dinner, and an hour later, we're out of here. Um, but you're not really building authentic relationships in an hour in the middle of eating too. So I'm a big proponent of like, have someone over. And when I talk to other people about this, well, my house is a mess, like nobody cares. Nine times out of 10, that person you're inviting is not gonna care your house is a mess. And you're so much more critical on yourself than anyone else ever could be. Like open up your house, have someone come over. If you can't cook, order food in, but you're still sitting around the table at your house with like no end time. Now maybe that stresses you out because sometimes you know, you have friends that it's okay to stay till midnight, and sometimes you're like, oh my gosh, it's eight, and they're not gone yet. Um, but I say just uh, <laughs> relax a little and stay up a little later because it's so important, and make sure you're inviting the right people over. It's like we talked about for service, right? Be willing to be, uh, you know, inconvenienced for the sake of relationships, for the sake of other people, right? That's so, so, so important. Um, I, I think, too, you know, I, 
I, this whole idea of, like Jared said, you know, being willing to just listen to people, I really think that is so valid, you know, like for me in, in my position getting to sit with high school students a lot, sometimes just being willing to listen to them as they rant and talk about their lives and the things that nobody else will listen to, sometimes that does the most work because they're just getting to talk and just getting to open up about things. And the fact that, you know, anybody is even willing to give them th the time of day is so, so, so important. And, and I think there's a lot of adults that feel that way too, where it's like, I carry so much, I do so much that I don't want to burden anybody. I don't, I don't want to let anybody know how I'm actually feeling because then things will fall apart, whatever. And, you know, I think, yeah, sometimes just, hey, here's the invitation. Let's just hang out. What's going on in your life? And then just listen, I think is so, so, so important. Yeah, I know you have um, small groups for students called Fight Clubs, and I know you've even shared with me that it's great that the guys in that group open up to you, but yet there's one of the guys in that group that, that'll stop at the end and be, well, how are you doing, Mitch? And they're, they're thinking of you too. And that challenged me. Like, be that person. Uh, in your group, wherever you are, always be that person that asks about the leader of the group and, or asks about somebody who's not talking and saying, well, how are you doing? They may not give you a deep answer at first, but you start to knock away at that a little bit. And eventually, they're going to open up. And it's amazing. Uh, we've seen, we've all been, in, like we've shared before, led and been in small groups. And there's been people that the first time they come, you're like, oh, they're not coming back. And they come back, and before you know it, they're opening up and sharing because they feel safe. And I think that everybody needs a safe spot where they can talk about their life and share that. That's why we talk about small groups so much, and we want everybody to be a part of one. It's just so important. Yeah. Yeah, and I would say this, too. I know we're getting close to the end here, but... Um, you know, I think it's a balance, and, and I, I've been, I've had relationships and friends with, I've been with friends with people who push this so far that they're just constantly going to tell you what you're doing wrong, and constantly tell you how you could be better, and constantly, and just cover it up as like, oh, I'm sharpening you, I'm just, you know, it's a Christian thing to do. Um, that's not healthy either, okay? Um, you know, maybe, maybe humble yourself a little bit, um, and, and take, a, take a breather and just listen. Uh, you don't always have to talk, um, and so I think that's important, that's a balance, um, but at the same time, don't waste opportunities, don't never say anything, right? Because that's not, that's not love either. If you just uh, ignore things, brush things under the rug, and you're actually enabling those behaviors, and you're just, like, that's, that's not love. That's just, you know, blind acceptance to things that are happening. So I think it's this balance between the two of being, will, you know, loving somebody so well that you are listening and you are there for them. When something happens, they know they can go to you. But at the same time, right, um, have this place of, like, if something does happen, if something is going on, I'm going to love them enough to say something. Because what if they have no idea? Like, what if someone has heard you done something and they have no idea and all of a sudden you get distant and distant and then their feelings are hurt and your feelings are hurt and if you had that relationship where you knew you could come to me and say Christy you hurt my feelings um, and you knew we'd get through that but sometimes you just don't say it and you're mad and the next thing you know you're talking to your friends about can you believe what Jared did like it's just so unhealthy to not just say it and move on it's not like I'm so mad at you and I never want to be your friend but this happened and it hurt my feelings and I just didn't know if you knew yeah, I mean, you know, and for me, yet again, going back to, I spent a lot of time with high schoolers, hanging out with high school guys specifically, and, you know, some of the best conversations and times I've had are, you know, we show up just to hang out or just to go get Taco Bell. A lot, of, a lot has happened in a Taco Bell, in this Pickering to Taco Bell. Um, and you just, you show up with no agenda, no plan, and you just, you want to listen and you want, you just want to hear them, you know. Um, you know, long car rides to events and just, you know, talking to them and asking them questions over bags of chips and, and Cheetos and Doritos, whatever. Like, don't stress so much and by the way, Cheeto dust on your fingers, just the worst. But anyway, um, just don't stress over so much about 
There Such we go. Um, don't stress so much about how it's done. Just the fact that you're actually doing it and, and you're loving them well by listening and being willing to speak, I think is so, so, so important. And open yourself up to also be critiqued and held accountable and discipled now as well. Now you knew why I threw that one back out there. I'm like, nope. Jared. You were cutting it close on time. I did mine a while ago. I didn't okay. want to say anything, but uh, I, my, mine was fresh fit. I was, compliment yeah, I was complimenting fresh Josiah. You I've know? never He's heard like, you say fresh fit. Hey, fresh <laughs> you know, because look at, you know, I'm not the most stylish Have you ever guy heard me say swagging out? Oh yeah, all the time. Yeah, all the time. I, I would prefer never if you never you. said it again. You, to you be actually, honest. You actually said that this morning earlier. You said, Jared, your fit swagging is swagging out. out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So as we close this morning, um, they didn't know, you know where we were specifically going to go in this conversation, but they knew the overarching idea. And so I asked that Steve would kind of close us out this morning um, with just any thoughts that he may have and, and just yeah. pray us out. So I think that, uh, thank you, Mitch and, and Jared and Christy, great conversation. And I think that um, when you were just talking about the, Taco Bell. It's like I think the the moment of it's it's just me, you, and Taco Bell. It's just me, you, and a Cravings box right now, right? And that's all. It's not my phone. It's not other things. I'm focused. It means so much. And I was thinking about how to close and didn't know where we'd go. But this morning, as I was just praying over this, I thought of a passage in Revelation, um, Revelation chapter three, in the early part of Revelation, where um, John wrote the letters to seven different churches, and the one church was the church of Laodicea. And this church was, the problem was they were lukewarm. And he said, I'd rather you be hot and fire for God or cold. But this lukewarm nature that you have right now is just not good. And then he goes on and Jesus says this in Luke, I mean, in Revelation chapter three, verse 20, he says, look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice, I will open the door and I will come in. And what will we do? We will share a meal together as friends. And I thought, man, what Jesus is saying to us is an example here of what meals can be for us. Sharing a meal together to build relationship, to grow closer. We grow closer to people, but ultimately as believers, our goal is to help them draw closer to God and hopefully they're doing the same for us. And so as I was thinking about that, that, that invitation that Jesus gives there I think is so good for us. And I've heard that, that verse used in maybe the wrong way. It's like Jesus is knocking on the door of your heart, so open up your heart and give your heart to Jesus, which is fine. Um, but really, he's talking about somebody he already knows and that knows him. And he said, I want to have more of a relationship with you. I want to grow it. I want to develop it. And we can do that over a meal together. And so my challenge is don't punt on the meals. Don't waste a meal. Don't, don't let an opportunity go by because we do that all the time. We have them every single day and we let them go by. And so as we close in prayer, just think about what can you do differently as we, as we leave this podcast, leave this message, this talk, this conversation. What is it that you could intentionally do? We've said a lot of things here. Go back and listen to part one. We said a lot of things um, that we've learned but you all have ideas. Share them with one another. We want to know. Um, let us know. But what is it you're going to do? Because it's just one thing to hear a nice conversation and think about it and be reminded. But intentionally this week, put something on your list, whether it's inviting somebody uh, to, to lunch or whether it's having a family over for dinner. I challenge you to put it on your schedule. Put it on your schedule. And uh, watch what God does as you continue to do what he has called you to do build relationships with other people. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for the opportunity to just talk about you this morning, to share something that is just from your word, the truth that you created food, you created hunger, 
and you created us to live in this world. And Lord, we have this opportunity, like Jesus gave us this example, to be on mission with every meal that we have. And Lord, help us to follow that example of, of meeting with people and, and sharpening them, building them up, listening to them, teaching, all the things that can happen over breaking bread. God, help us to not waste those opportunities. Lord, help us to do something proactive this week. Put somebody on our heart. Help us to open ourselves up. Whether we're introverts or extroverts, our schedules are probably busy. But Lord, there's time. We know that you've given us time. So help us to do what you would want us to do. Lead us, God, in that path. And God, I pray if there's anybody here that's struggling with their faith in any way, God, I pray that they would come and talk to someone about that before they leave this place today. Pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the In All Things podcast. Our challenge for you today is to send this episode to one person. Seriously, think of somebody right now that could use this conversation and send it to them. If you have any questions, feedback, or topic ideas, please send them to podcast at sycamorecreek.org and make sure you follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Sycamore Creek Church so that you can always see what's going on in our world. If this conversation helped you at all, make sure you share it, leave a review, and subscribe so that you don't miss out on a single episode. We love you, God loves you, and we'll see you next week on the In All Things podcast.